At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. We welcome you back in. It's another hour of Live Bet Sunday presented by BetMGM. A lot happening. It's week 17 of the National Football League. Four late afternoon window games for us to discuss as we welcome Danny Burke from Chicago, host of the Pro Football Betting Podcast here at VEASAN, back onto the show, as well as Jeff Parles over at South Point, co-host of the Megapod with Gil Alexander and Todd Wishnev. I'm Ben Wilson over at Circa. We've made it to halftime at Lambeau Field. Guys, that's the one game here. We have some time to break down at the half. Other three games are now all back underway in second halves as we run through the scores real quick. Chargers up 17-10. 10 minutes to go third quarter with a first and 10 inside the Ram 15. Meanwhile, Christian McCaffrey just punched in a rushing touchdown for the San Francisco 49ers as they have pulled to within three, 24-21. Raiders now on top, 520 to go in the third quarter. Danny Burke with his in-game Niners plus three and a half bet looking like a very smart uh, Irishman right now uh, <laughs> over there in uh, in Chicago at the moment. <laughs> and the Seahawks just picked up. I believe they did Jeff uh, yeah, they got resident jet fan, Jeff Parles tracking a fourth and short Seahawks. Pick it up. Seattle 17 jets, six, eight, 14 to go in the third quarter there, but game. We're at the half with you ready for this score line. If you're just driving around uh, and haven't been paying attention to the games today, green Bay, 27 Minnesota three at the break, 21, the total for the second half Vikings minus a half. For the second half. So catching 23 and a half of the game Packers cover two and a half in the first half way over 23 and a half for the first half as well. It almost seems Jeff, like when the Pat, when the Vikings lose, they just lose going away and in blowout fashion. They're now a 12 and three team who currently sits with a negative 
19 point differential on the season. How do you explain what we just watched in the first half in a game that had so many high variance and big play touchdowns in the first half? That the Minnesota Vikings luck is done. It's done. This is this is this is the moment in time where you can say, all right, the you're the the the, the golden horseshoe fell out of the pocket. It's done. This is it. This is what it's gonna be. And now there are a lot of ramifications from what's going on between you and I at Allegiant, Ben. Because if the Raiders, who just gave up a touchdown to McCaffrey, somehow hold on to this game, the entire NFC playoff picture is completely different now. It's a completely different looking thing where you could end up with San Francisco falling uh, San Francisco falling to a three or staying in a three, even with a Minnesota loss. Uh, there are a lot of things that could happen that could open this up for some real chicanery in the NFC playoffs. But look, I think Minnesota is, they are what they are. They've been this the whole year. If they end up playing the Giants in the first round of the playoffs, that will be an absolutely horrendous game that someone has to win. And if it somehow ends up as Minnesota Green Bay in a 2-7, I can tell you right now, Ben, I will be betting on the Green Bay Packers if that is the matchup. And I'll say this as well. If it is the Detroit Lions that end up emerging as the seventh seed from the NFC, I will be betting the Detroit Lions in a playoff game against Minnesota. This is the moment where it is completely finished for the Vikings, and they have been – Look, sometimes you just have variance on your side. We've seen a negative team, negative point team mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl in the past. The Giants did it in the past in 2011. This is it. This is the moment, though, in all likelihood, where this is ungoing to unravel for Minnesota. And look, I know they have only one regular season game left against Chicago. They'll probably win that because the Bears have found a way to lose every game, basically, since uh, that, that dramatic win in the middle of the year. But... If they have to play the Packers in the first round of the playoffs, they're losing, Ben. I feel pretty good about that. I'm glad to hear somebody uh, else besides me say that as the resident Wisconsinite on the NFC show and, and not team, me look like say. a either an NFC look, look North like team. a yes, look like a cheesehead wearing uh, just green and gold glasses colored guy because I feel the exact same way. And Danny, from the prop perspective today, in a matchup that ought to have been pretty good for Minnesota, we're just looking at scheme for a second, ignoring all the luck and the outperforming of advanced metrics Minnesota's had this year. You're taking on a Green Bay defense that has been among the worst defending the run all season with a secondary that proved in the first matchup they could not cover Justin Jefferson whatsoever at the wide receiver spot. Yet, Kirk Cousins, 11 to 22, 94 yards, two interceptions. Dalvin Cook, eight carries for 21. I'm looking down my list. Justin Jefferson has been targeted three times and has zero catches in the first half. And we, on the very first drive of the game, actually technically second drive of the game for Minnesota, after they recovered a blocked punt inside the Green Bay two-yard line, had their center get injured. And ever since then, it's just looked like the cohesion hasn't been there. But at the same time, Danny, Kirk Cousins has now taken 45 sacks this year, the most of his career in a single season. I have to think, A, from, from the in-game perspective today going forward and into week 18 and into the playoffs, this, this is a, a, from a prop situation an offense that is uh, starting to crater here and it's getting exposed today against a pretty mediocre Green Bay defense. Yeah, the, the issue with this Vikings team, and you pointed it out, is Delvin Cook and not establishing that running game early on. Would you say eight carries for 21 rushing yards? I mean, that's horrible that's right, against yeah. what you also correctly put a weak, you know, Green Bay run defense. Because the issue with Minnesota is 
Where do they thrive? They thrive with the play action. How do you establish the play action? You have to have some kind of steady running game, and they have virtually none of that. So if Jefferson then isn't freed up because of that, you're not going to get him with a lot of targets and receptions, i.e. what you saw in the first half. Minnesota's defense is always going to be vulnerable. That was always going to be the weak part of their game, and that has been the issue pretty much every single game. But their offense has been good enough to overcome that. That's why there's so narrow winning margins that you see each week with this unit in the second go around against a very desperate Packers team. I liked green Bay coming into this game. I certainly didn't envision it would be this bad for Minnesota's offense. Look, we've seen them come back from deeper. I'm not saying it's going to happen here, but I, I think you will see a better offensive performance out of the Vikings coming into the second half. I, I know it's kind of already been adjusted here, but I don't hate the idea of maybe looking at an over for this game. I'm not saying that I'm necessarily okay. going to do it, but if you're seeking out something, because I don't think the Packers offense is going to stop Ben. like they're not going to get complacent and Minnesota's defense is still going to be the same Minnesota defense. And then as for their offense, you just got to hope and assume at some point the Vikings can adjust and break through, which they probably will, because this has happened also with Justin Jefferson in the past when he's been locked down in the first half, you're like, man, what's going on? And then he finds himself getting sick. So uh, I think there's still a lot of points that could be had in this one. And the live total right now is 51 in the hook. Yeah, and I'm seeing most numbers, at least in front of my screen, 21 for the second half. So if you wanted an over, you, you could find yeah. a lot of flat 50s out there in the market. Uh, a big bet just came in where I'm at here at Circa. Circa just went straight from Minnesota, minus a half for the second half to two and a half for the second half. But wow. most of you or you're listening or watching to us from, you're going to see Minnesota minus a half for the second half at, uh, at the plus 23 and a half range. Maybe you can look up Danny, what the live prop numbers are on Jefferson. I'm awfully interested to see what his receiving yardage prop would be right now. Down 27, three at the same time, like Jeff, we've seen when Minnesota has lost games, it, it's been ugly. You start week two, Monday night football against Philadelphia. You look to the home game against Dallas this season and that blowout home loss as well. When it goes South, it, it usually goes really, really bad. I guess the one thing you could say that in support of the over Jaron Reed starting defensive lineman for the Packers does get injured late in the first half, his return questionable. Haven't seen anything confirmed on him coming back, but uh, it's, it's happened a few times where Minnesota has kind of just battened down the hatches and, and packed it in, moved on to the next week. I'd have to be a little concerned of that uh, from Minnesota's perspective where that you just don't get anything out of them uh, going forward in a game where they're already down uh, a big margin here at 27, three. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm not doing anything here because of what you just said. Also, Ben, I, I know this will ring very true to you here. Uh, th this week has been a perfect example of why you gave up fantasy football, why I'm giving up fantasy mm. football, and why Danny yes. Burke and why Danny Burke uh, it may weasel Hates his way for you. playing in three different may, leagues. <laughs> may, we may weasel his way to a championship. Because I'm I mean, in two championships be, out of be, three leagues. Because yeah, Mike, because so. Mike, <laughs> because Mike Evans, who has been mediocre at best this year, goes for 200 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, who's been the best player in the league, not a quarterback uh, uh, position category, has no receptions in the fantasy championship week. Just complete idiocy all the way around. And uh, <laughs> I look, I, I, there are other ways to play fantasy football at this point. They're called player props. That's right. Hey, 55 and a half. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's 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 uh, uh, 55 and a half on Jefferson's updated uh, receiving prop. Yeah, that's what I see at at least one book mm. out here. It seems a little high for a game where he might not play a lot, right? 
Yeah, I, w- I would have been. More, I would have assumed that was in like the mid to high 30s. So I would have been interested. I mean, it only takes for by his standards a couple one catches to get to that mark. I, no way I'd throw right, that thing over thing. 50. Yeah, one play yeah. could get Again, you there with him. Um, right. It's a good thing to remember too. For the stars in player props, you pay a very very big tax. If if you if you're like Jeff and you're like me and you and you want to get out of fantasy, which I also pro tip, don't play fantasy. <laughs> it, it's the biggest waste of time. And it, it takes years <laughs> off your life. I have never been happier. It hey, it, it is January 1st, all right? If you want a New Year's resolution, pretty easy. Just, just say, all right, after this week, after I get eliminated, <laughs> I'm going to quit fantasy football forever. But if you come over to the player prop side, you will find that it is a, a very costly proposition. If you want to bet overs for the stars, whether that's Derrick Henry rushing yards, Justin Jefferson uh, receiving yards, and and the like uh, going on and on on the list there. So it's, it's an interesting number, Danny. There's no way I'd want to play that, though. Uh, for the second half. And uh, at least Jeff, right now, as we look at the updated playoff picture, if the results were to hold in the NFC, you'd have Seattle at eight and eight going into Mm -hmm. next week as the seven seed with Detroit and green Bay, both right behind at eight and eight. And if the Raiders are able to hang on against San Francisco Raiders with a three point lead, you would continue to have Minnesota as the two seed with a game lead on San Francisco, needing to beat Chicago playing for the number one overall seed position in the draft next year for Chicago, by the way, in week 18, to get that two seed. My point in saying that the New York Giants fans who just clinched a six seed today at nine, six and one, they are rooting hard, hard for the Niners to come back in this game. Cause as you say, that changes everything. The Giants will just be the, uh, the, the so to speak, the slaughtered uh, animal getting shipped out to Santa Clara in the wild card round of that is indeed the matchup Giants Niners three, six. So if giant fans now all of a sudden rooting here down the stretch, and uh, it, it, it's one of those situations where Lion and Packer fans alike now will be rooting for the Raiders to hang on, Jeff. I kind of think the Raiders, the way this has played out, we've seen some weird results for the Niners. Kind of leads me to believe the Raiders are getting this thing done, even in a three-point game right now. I don't know how Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I'm not willing to do that because if the Niners come down and take a lead, I have a hard time seeing Stidham coming from behind here, Ben. But, hey, look, I mean, we, like point. you said, this Niner team lost to the Falcons by two touchdowns. They did. Uh, Raiders just punted. We'll update you on that line and some scoring plays from the around the rest of the league. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All four late afternoon window games on this NFL Week 17. Now into the second half. A couple of scoring updates we didn't get to in the last segment. Touchdown for the L.A. Chargers as a huge offensive day. Uh, continues Austin Eckler now up over a hundred yards on the day. That's at this point, uh, eight carries for a buck 15 and two touchdowns. It's a Herbert to Gerald Everett though, at least on this drive touchdown pass from six yards out Rams, then fumble on a Baker Mayfield strip sack with the ball in charger territory. So chargers threatening to put this game away 24, 10, six minutes to go in the third. Uh, and then for your game, Jeff, you, our resident jet fan, Jeff Parles. Wow. Not much of any <laughs> offense in I, I the mean, second half uh, jets missed field goal. Seahawks long 13 play drive results in a, Jason Myers, 31-yard field goal, and then, what, another punt uh, for yeah, the Jets, Pete, and now they Pete, force a Seahawk punt. Yeah, Pete Carroll just kind of just, I, again, I don't think the Jets are scoring two touchdowns to tie this game, but the slim hope of staying in the game has just been answered there. They had a second and one, ran it into the line. Third and one, ran it into the line. At the Jets, 40. And then Pete, and then Pete took the delay of game and punted. I, 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 I wow. don't, again, I would that would have been a go. But I don't think the Jets are capable of scoring two touchdowns here, so I don't hate it as much as I normally would. But, yeah, look, again, I, I, I just 
I don't think Mike White is healthy. The jet patchwork offensive line, it's really, that's when the season kind of fell apart here, where going into December, that deep, that offensive line was in shambles. And other than, hey, look, their last win was the Bear game, which, as Danny's pointed out on numerous occasions, the Bears are bad at football this year. <laughs> so, I, look, it just, it, it, this really is a shame for these teams in the AFC East where New England was down, Miami was eight and three, the Jets were seven and four. And both the Jets and the Dolphins head into next week in Miami, which should have been a coronation for at least one of them to make the playoffs finally again, heading into, uh-oh, both of these teams are probably playing golf when this is all said and done at this rate. Oh, pretty amazing. When you, when you phrase it like that, and the fact that with the Patriot win from early today, as things stand, assuming results hold in Seattle, New England Patriots at eight and eight will be your seven seed heading. Well, they, they, it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even regardless. matter. I mean, they'll still be the eight going in seven and going in the next week. Uh, but look, I mean, yeah, regardless I, of whether the we, jets or, or even if the Steelers win tonight, yeah. Patriots have the tiebreaker we, over both. So it'd still be the seven seed we, at eight and eight. We are getting perilously close to having to waste another wild card game on a terrible Pittsburgh team that does not deserve to be there. <laughs> we are, we are perilously close and look, I don't want to root for Baltimore. I kind of want them out immediately in the postseason as well, even if Jackson comes back. Uh, but I mean, if the Steelers weaseled their way into the postseason again, that's just sickening, guys. Like, and there's no disrespect <laughs> to the organization or their fans. This team sucks. They are terrible. <laughs> they, we don't want to watch them. I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch Miami with Skylar Thompson. At least Tyree Kill might do something cool. Like, I mean, come on. Well, you don't I care even, for Kenny Pickett? No, I, this team's terrible. It seems awful. And of a way, and in all honesty, really, look, this year is going to be looked at with the seven playoff spots. There are going to be at least four teams that miss the playoffs and say, you know what? If we were just better for two weeks, we would have been there. The Raiders, I mean, look at this. I mean, Jared Stidham is leading the 49ers late in the third <laughs> quarter. The Jets, again, if they had just not given up a 51-yard touchdown to Detroit, they would still be live going to next week. I mean, New England as well, Miami. I mean, they're just, this is the year of laughably missed opportunities for a whole bunch of teams that nine wins. Again, a month ago, I said, I, you and we talked about this. I was thinking there was a legitimate thought to say, hey, oh, 10 and 7 might not even be good enough. 10 and 7, you would have walked into the postseason at this right in the AFC. It's amazing. I just, I could, you could make a case that even, even Cleveland, a team that we're all yeah, way, Cleveland way down too, on. Yes, they're yes. 7 and 9. Uh, yeah, Cleveland, absolutely. And they've blown some ridiculous games this season, Cleveland. Think about, I mean, think about if, the, if Cleveland wins. When they had a 99.9% probability what, week two against Joe Flacco and the Jets, uh, Cleveland is very much alive and or in the last Cleveland week would be too. eight and that happen. Or I mean, or last just, week is, I, mean, I mean, think about a bunch of different, uh, yeah. like different, different outcomes. No, it's it's a good point to think about going forward and, and how we will extrapolate this into our playoff betting, where that whoever is that seven seed in the AFC, whether they're going to Cincinnati, whether they're going to Buffalo, whether somehow they go to Kansas City. That you have to think that's going to be a double-digit line. I mean, regardless of uh, of who that is, given how we power rate the top three in the AFC right now on the road, uh, think about that right now. I, I have to think that's that's where we end up. Nine and a half minimum for one of those wild card spots. Uh, and then look for the Raiders, uh, who are technically not eliminated yet. 
Danny, you getting nervous at all? Uh, Brock Purdy just threw a pick. Really the first bad throw by either quarterback today. Purdy intercepted uh, look on a pass looking for George Kittle at about the Raider 18-yard line in a game where the two quarterbacks today, I have this updated box score pulled up here, are a combined 34, 30 for 40 and 369 yards, five touchdowns, one interception now combined between Purdy and Stidham today, Danny. And it looks like the Raiders are driving as we end the third quarter, first and 10 at the nine or 46. Yeah, certainly not ideal. It wasn't the worst throw from Purdy. It was just great coverage all around. So I'm not necessarily too concerned. And if you give up a field goal, you give up a field goal. Let's just try to prevent them from getting the touchdown here. I mean, you got to show some kind of life defensively if you're San Francisco. And a lot of times, more often than not, after you get a turnover, teams are going to score, capturing all that momentum. So to me, if they can limit them to a field goal, setting kind of realistic expectations, that's a big win for this 49ers team. And then they were moving the ball fine again it was just great coverage so uh, I think San Francisco no matter what is still going to be able to move the ball offensively you need the defense to come through make Stidham look like Stidham come on just do it one time for me and then we can hopefully get a little bit more comfort here but I, I still think San Francisco is a pretty decent look for this game yeah, and I would say as well, Jeff, I'm glad you and I didn't take the bait to look uh, in game under. And also just when you recognize that a game flow is so much different than what you anticipated, it, it would at least resemble to stay off of those bets, I think was a good decision by us because that in game uh, number, which most of them were in the low fifties throughout the majority of the first half, even though the box score and the flow indicated it should have been much higher second half total of 21 and a half Jeff and you get 14 points in the third quarter with the Raiders already on the move so I gotta think uh, any of those unders people were trying to pick off assuming this thing would slow down probably not going to get there no they're not going to get there look it just well, you are 100% right when you get a total screwy game flow you just have to say all right I handicapped the game wrong I mean that's all it is <laughs> I mean you just stay out of it and go from there so hey, look I, I think you're in a scenario here where the only bet now is you take a point and a half with San Francisco, uh, at least give yourself an out. Uh, I, I, again, it's plus one and a half, minus minus fifteen, minus one ten on the money line. Just take your just take your uh, take your point and a half and go from there. And that would be the only thing I would consider doing. Uh, but look again, I, I credit where credit is due for the Raiders coaching staff today. They they have they have coached a phenomenal game. Now we go to the quarter where we know the Raiders have been egregious all year long. So. Let's see what happens here. Uh, and again, if the Raiders hold on, and assuming the Jets don't pull a miracle comeback out of their behinds, uh, the Raiders are going to be live going to next week still. Now they would need a ton of help. They would need Pittsburgh. They need Pittsburgh to lose tonight. Well, actually, they would be going to tonight alive. They would need Pittsburgh to lose still tonight to stay alive. But we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, as Stidham always got him open if he wants him. Uh, but he fell down. Oh, that's a shame. That was actually Waller, a really good throw. Waller fell that, down. Who that was, was a really good throw. That was a really good throw again by Stidham. Uh, but I, I've just Kirk uh, Cousins, guys. Did oh, you yes. see that? Yes. Oh, yes. Kenny Clark strip sack fumble recovery with the Vikings on the in the uh, Packer red zone to boot there, Danny. So mm. probably glad you didn't take the over there so in game either. Uh, I know that was the, that was the lean at halftime, but a long Viking drive results in nothing. Danny, yeah, any, any more good. catches, by the way, for Justin Jefferson on that draft? So he got one, actually. Uh, I think it was maybe, I don't know, maybe 20 yards at most, maybe not even that much. So, uh, you know, it's it's hilarious because Jeff was cracking up about fantasy uh -oh. football 
Oh, there's Stidham. Oh, you got there, Jeff. There's Stidham. Finally came. <laughs> See, you got to make him look like Stidham. Yeah, That's finally what we came, needed, baby. Come on. Threw it into the line. Popped up in the air. Interception. There's finally the mistake. Now we go. That's the Let's mistake go, you've been baby. waiting for if you bet the Niners today. Man, again, the play before, just such a good throw to into, in between three defenders. Waller falls down, and now here you go. Raiders in the fourth quarter yet again, guys. Yep. Only took two hours and 20 minutes for that to manifest. Jared Stidham <laughs> intercepted. Uh, and you would have thought that the Niners just won the Super Bowl behind me. I mean, it is nuts how many people are packing in <laughs> circa for, again, not a, not a meaningless game, but a game with minimal implications on the playoff picture. 49ers getting the ball back down three in Raider territory as we start the fourth quarter there. Uh, and then the Kirk Cousins uh, issues continuing. We'll update you on that in-game line. Justin Jefferson, one catch now for 15 yards for the Vikings, but it is all packed right now at Lambeau Field. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now and get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe. Three of the four late afternoon window games now into the fourth quarter as we welcome you back on Live Bet Sunday. Wow, Jeff, has it really slowed down in Seattle where I think the Seahawks are, are just content to keep punting the ball back to the Jets the rest of the game. <laughs> 20 to 6 Seattle, who with a win as it sits right now, if this result were to hold, Seattle would go into week 18, occupying the number seven seed in the NFC at eight and eight with a home date against the Rams to close out the season. Uh, with an injury timeout right now, looks like the Seahawks, I believe, are uh, are punting the ball. Actually, no, it'll be a field goal opportunity nah, it's here. A field goal for Myers. Fourth and six at the Jet uh, 23. And you got to think, Jeff, with this field goal, 13 4 to go, 20-6 game, that that would basically make it game over. And the only things we would be left to sweat would be the uh, total implications there in Seattle. The game's over already. The Jets aren't scoring two touchdowns. They're certainly not scoring 17 points. I don't know what Pete Carroll's complaining about, but... Uh, they're going to a timeout there. I look I, again, keep in mind here, guys, we have to keep, we have to remind people because Ben is right I, with all the results going on right now. If the Seahawks win, they will technically own that playoff spot, but with a green Bay win next week, green Bay would hop Seattle regardless of what, whatever it would be. Because the reason right now that Green Bay is not in the postseason is because the Lions are ahead of Green Bay in the NFC North yep. because of the virtue of that win in Detroit, that 13-9 to debacle that we saw earlier in the year. So it doesn't matter for Seattle. The only result that matters for Seattle next week, two things. They would have to beat the Rams, and then they would have to beat Green Bay. And then Green Bay would have to lose to Detroit, and Seattle would get the seventh seed on the virtue of that week four win over Detroit. So, look, I, again, for Seattle, this is to stabilize the ship. And, again, they, they're playing a, a ship that was sinking much worse than it turned out to be in the Jets today. It is a scenario for Seattle where going into this year, all you could have asked for, even in the, wild, even in the best case scenario, I don't think anyone thought that Seattle would be live going to week 18. And they're going to be live going to week 18 unless there's something absolutely calamitous happens to them in, the, in these last 13 minutes. Yeah. 
And I would I would believe as well, too. That was a win total of six and a half. The alt win total, uh, the under five and a half at plus money was a very popular bet. But the alt win total to the over on Seattle is at this point, 13 minutes, five seconds away from cashing as they would get to eight wins uh, going to the final week of the regular season at eight and eight. 38 is that live total right now. Seahawks, most books are, are keeping that 14 as a placeholder right now as we're into an injury timeout ahead of a fourth and six in jet territory. Danny, you had 50 as an in-game under, so you're feeling pretty good, I have to think, on that game. Yeah, not too shabby, yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this Jets offense good. doing exactly what I needed them to do, and their defense did step up. It's just their offense isn't uh, playing complimentary football as we have seen the Jets do numerous times this year. Now I'm sweating out this field goal prop, though, still, fellas. I need the Chargers to not score a touchdown here, but the Rams are kind of rolling oh, over. So it's getting sweaty there, Ben. Oh, <laughs> Chargers have a... A now second and gold about the four yard line of the Rams, 24, 10 chargers with 1250 to go in the game. So chargers. And again, Jeff, I know we're obviously keeping track of all the tiebreakers and seating implications. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong in any of these, Jeff, but the chargers with a win today, it eliminates any possibility of them slipping into the seven seed since uh, a win would get them to 10 and six on the season and would move potentially into the five seed. Were Baltimore to lose tonight against Pittsburgh. So a chance for LA Again, keeping in mind the difference of power rating between the three seed potentials, which right now in the AFC are either Buffalo, Kansas City, or Cincinnati. Any, any three of those teams could still fall to the three seed, whereas it is going to be either Jacksonville or Tennessee. And Jacksonville, on the look-ahead line, a heavy six-and-a-half-point favorite in the AFC championship game next week. That would be the those two teams. One of those two would be the four seed. So LA trying to take care of business. We hope for Danny's sake that they can <laughs> they settle for three and get that dicker prop over. Third yeah, and goal no now need upcoming to be inside the Rams. If it gets the fourth down, just take take the points, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, like we always advocate uh, for. We're consistent. Oh, we always advocate. Yes, for always. Uh, game total, by We're the way, there. Big field goal guys on this show. Uh, <laughs> big field. We love the field goals. Yes, forty-seven and a half. I'm seeing actually anywhere uh, moving around from forty-six and a half to forty-eight and a half. Again, twelve, eleven to go in the oh, game, and unfortunately, luck, we don't get our wish. Pass over the middle. That is. Uh, is that uh, Donald Parham touchdown? That is yeah, yeah, charger touchdown. That should be, that should be good night on the, on the win in general. And also the cover for the chargers who were laying six and a half at close there today. And that will, the game has already gone over as well. That was a very low closing total of uh, four. Uh, this is about to tie uh, the total, assuming it is made on a PAT here. So we're not totally there yet on the totals, uh, but 31 10 is going to be the score. And the PAT is good from Cameron Dicker. 12-11 to go there. Uh, and then Jeff Niners, after getting that interception of Jarrett Stidham, right on the, just on the edge of uh, midfield on the Raiders side of the 50, settle for three. So tied at 24, just over 10 minutes to play. Niners now a short two and a half point favorite, but seems like the Jarrett Stidham Raider offense we were expecting today has started to formulate a little bit more now as we go into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I've been, uh, I, I, again, I think you're probably, we're probably right here that the Niners are going to find a way to eke this game out and not come close to covering. I want to go back to the last game because we haven't really talked about the Chargers and Rams and for obvious reasons because that game hasn't really right. been tight. But what do we make of the Chargers, guys? What do we make of them? Because going into today, they had a negative point differential. They're not going to have a negative point differential. Excuse me, going into last week, they had a negative point differential. Their point differential is getting really nice, uh, nice pump up these last few weeks against these bad opponents. What do we make of them? Because remember, going into the year, they were 
they were the sexy team to not to be the out of the Buffalo Kansas City division to pop up and maybe make a Super Bowl. Danny, what do you make of these guys? Are they a legitimate threat here, or is this uh, uh, or is this basically uh, a scenario where you're looking at them crashing out early against Jacksonville or the AFC North winner? It's kind of funny because them against Jacksonville actually seems kind of terrifying for the Chargers, but in some instances you would imagine them matching up better with some of the top tier teams. If that kind of makes sense, right? Like we always see them play Kansas city incredibly well. Sometimes they can't get over that hump, but they typically keep it close. You get the best out of Justin Herbert in that game. But uh, look, the chargers are a scary team and it's not just because they're finally healthy offensively. They have great weapons offensively. It's that Brandon Staley finally finally is seeming to turn around this defense and make the necessary adjustments. And they are getting healthier on that side of the ball as well. So if you can get that all together, that's what was so alluring about this chargers team heading into this season. Heck I have a 25 to one ticket on them from before the season started. So I'm hoping they can be the real deal. The issue too, still though, like we still know the same old chargers. They find ways to beat themselves. And until we see them just not do that against legit contenders, then you're still going to be the jury still held out on them a little bit, but talent wise, they have everything they need to make a run in the postseason. Ben, the thing that kind of scares you too, a little bit is yeah. Brandon Staley and what decision-making he's going to do or not do, especially in the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to face the chargers right now if I'm any team, right? I mean, I'd rather get the jets or any other uh, lower level teams in the AFC that have no offense because sometimes in the playoffs, you just mm -hmm. need an explosive offensive performance and that could do enough to get by with an average defense. I find myself really conflicted on the Chargers. They're an average team. Their advanced numbers are horrible. It's tied for 21st in yards per play on offense, tied for 26 yards per play on defense. Their offensive line metrics are brutal. Average grade out about the, the 26th ranked run blocking unit, 22nd grade, graded pass blocking unit, 27th defending the run this year. The only thing they're top 10 in, at least the, the numbers I, that I profile and, and put importance to, is defending the pass, which is kind of funny because that's the one thing you think about the Chargers and you don't think they're all that great of a secondary type team, but they actually are top 10 against the pass this year. I, I Look, they're a, a team that has, in one end, struggled because of a quarterback that was clearly not healthy for a good chunk of the season in Justin Herbert, who is a generational player who can change the course of the game with his arm at any time. But I have zero trust in the offensive line. I don't really believe in the improvements that have been made defensively over the last five weeks because of the weak competition they've played. And Brandon Staley, it's kind of like every game. It's a coin flip as, as to whether you're going to get the innovative, aggressive Brandon Staley or right. a guy who has that deer in the headlights look on the sideline. So it, it's a team that I probably will not be betting the games they're involved in as we get to the postseason because they're uh, more on the high-variant spectrum. And I'm not a believer in general. And those are the teams. I don't know how you are, Jeff. I, I usually try to stay away from those teams once we get to postseason play. You know, all I'll say is if, if the Chargers end up with the five seed, which is in play, it's it, 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 two Baltimore losses – Gets San uh, gets Los Angeles. Oh, that should almost uh, be a dollar in the jar for saying San Diego. But uh, I were way past San Diego. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, but <laughs> I would Jackson a Jacksonville Charger matchup on a four five would be very interesting because you got both teams going peaking at the right time. I would be fascinated to see how that one goes when it's all said and done. If that is the matchup. Remember, Chargers go to Denver next week. They'll be a big favorite on the road. And look, if the, if the Ravens lose tonight against the Steelers, we'll still talk about that game as we have time to go on the show. Uh, that would put the Chargers in a position, win for the five seed next week.
All right, we have all four games down to the wire. Fourth quarter in all of them. We'll update you there next on Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. There's no better way for sports fans to celebrate the new year than with BetMGM's New Year's Day multi sports parlay boost token. Pop the champagne and sign into your BetMGM account today for a chance to win an extra 25% on a parlay of three legs or more. Mix and match with a jam packed slate of college and pro football, hoops, and hockey. Log into your BetMGM account. Or sign up for a chance to make an amazing sports day even better. Get a multi-sports parlay at the King of Sportsbooks and start the year with an extra 25% in cash winnings. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. 
new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. All right, a couple of updates. All four games in the late afternoon window for NFL Week 17 have reached the fourth quarter. We can pretty much call this one over, gentlemen. Now, we can probably circle back once we uh, get to finals and everything and can grade all the uh, the halftime and overall wagers. But the Green Bay Packers punch it in once again against the Minnesota Vikings. 34-3 lead. Actually, our first score of the second half comes one play into the fourth quarter on an A.J. Dillon two-yard touchdown run, capping off a 12-play, 76-yard touchdown drive. 34-3, Jeff, uh, and Kirk Cousins oh, is added again on the first play Why of the Vikings drive. Why is he still in the game? Not really sure, but he's intercepted. That is now 16 Jeez. of 29 for Cousins, guys. 149 through the air in three picks. And only one of those completions has gone to Justin Jefferson today for 15 yards. So, Jeff, I think you can go ahead and grade your Megapod play of Packers uh, minus the three, a winner. Well, I didn't. I, I didn't have to think I didn't, now, rest of the game, uh, everybody's going to be coming out of the game here for the Vikings. Yeah, I did not have it. It does count as a loss for Gill. So, in the standings, we're trying to, uh, trying to make that up there. Uh, oh, but, okay. but 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 look, but look all, all I'll say is again, when Minnesota has lost, they've done it in spectacular fashion, and this is yet again spectacular fashion. We could, we probably should have known after Minnesota had first and goal the one and settled for three that this was going to be a doomed day for them. Uh, but look, I mean, Cousins have been dreadful. Jefferson is one catch for 15 yards, minus four turnover differential. Hey, look, get all the bad stuff out of your system before the playoffs. But again, this is, this is more to do with green Bay than it has to do with Minnesota where the Packers, they were done. Their season was over that that loss to Detroit. That season was over down 14 in the fourth quarter to Dallas. It was all over. Oh, what a Geno Smith. Did you just see what Geno Smith just did? Yes. I, they I almost did. just gave we'll, the Jets we'll a touchdown going the wrong way. Uh, but uh, you know, I will say this with green Bay and, and we like to rag on the floor. We like the punch. Uh, at Aaron Rodgers when he's down, but having some resolve here, not a lot of teams would have been capable of coming back and getting back into the mix. Even with, again, played Chicago. That was a close game that the bears found a way not to cover or the Ram game was, it was a no doubter. And then last week, I mean, look, you're, you're double digits in the hole and Miami looked like they couldn't be stopped. And you find a way to win this game. You got to give some credit to the Packers who are now, this is winning in next week. You win next week. You are in the postseason. So I got to give them credit, and I think they're going to get it done. I think they beat the Lions. I think they handle them with relative ease next week. And uh, you're, you're ending up with Green Bay in the seven hole. And if the Raiders come back and Minnesota wins next week, Green Bay is going to be probably the most bet team on wild card weekend in that first playoff weekend. Well, and consider, too, based on the betting market, if you assign a point and a half for home field, Packers close three and a half today. You, you flip it three points. You would think that it's about a pick them to Packers, a slight favorite on the road in that wild card game against Minnesota. And I would have to think that number quickly gets bet toward the Packers side, especially I would imagine a lot of books open that around Green Bay pick them heading into the wild card game as, as Green Bay will be threatening for more uh, right now after that interception of Cousins first and 10 inside the Minnesota 35. Now, Danny, I'm sure you're glad you, you did not get involved with an in-game over because only sec, seven second-half points. That total was 21-and-a-half. Unfortunately, that better where I'm at at Circa took a huge swing on Minnesota, moved the number two Ooh, full points right. for the second half. Vikings were minus a half and, uh, and losing 7 nothing in the second half right now. Probably going to pull out all their starters. So uh, it could be worse, Danny, is the point I'm trying to say. 
Yeah, and it was a bummer too because we could have got somewhat of an interesting game if Kirk Cousins didn't get strip sack when they were moving the ball. I think he had completed 10 out of 11 passes on that drive. And look, credit where credit's due. The Packers defense stepped up and they made this team look terrible today. And like you guys have already talked about, I, it's just comical how Minnesota can completely go from one end of the spectrum to the other. They can barely beat a team and then they just get absolutely clobbered. And you've known all year that this is a team that scares you in the postseason. And it looks like that attitude or sentiment toward the squad is going to persist. But again, look, Green Bay is yeah. a team you also have to start talking about too. Cause when you have these top quarterbacks and Ben, I was kind of asking you this off air, you know, maybe it's a benefit to the Packers for the fact that they didn't have such a successful season that they kind of dealt with a lot of adversity is such a tough track to get there. Really that the pressure isn't as high on them in the postseason if they're going to make it right. It's almost like the feeling of playing with house money and maybe that suits them better in a weekend NFC this postseason. It absolutely does. No question. You think about the the ways they have managed to lose postseason games when having the expectations of a Super Bowl run, you absolutely want to be the seven seed in a season right. where the perception is the playoffs are as wide open as ever. And that could be the case if Green Bay with a 34-3 lead now will host Detroit next week. Again, we have to wait and see. We'll find out. I would I would think, uh, Jeff, it'll be, what, after the Monday night game where we find out the times for because two games get well, moved to Saturday <laughs> primetime. And then we have the Sunday night game kind of pending I, on the Bengal uh, results for tomorrow night against the bills at home. I, I think I look again, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but at this by any stretch, but my assumption is if Baltimore wins tonight against Pittsburgh, the three single window games next week in some fashion will be Detroit green Bay, the AFC South title game. And then Baltimore, Cincinnati, if Baltimore wins tonight, that game next week is for the division because Baltimore with a win next week and a win tonight would still win the AFC North as wild as that may seem to some. That is crazy. So, and again, we'll, uh, so that yeah, would, that would be my, we'll that, that would be my breakdown guess. on Sunday night football coming yeah. up. But yeah, again, and that's a good reminder too. We have the three uh, single window games Two now. It's a doubleheader on Saturday that started in the NFL last year, along with the customary Sunday night football game, game 274 uh, to wrap up the season. So with three of the, three of the games right now are basically over Packers, like that second half total might come into play. Packers have a first and goal inside the Minnesota 10 up 34, three Jason Myers adds a Seattle field goal to make it 23, six Seahawks after a Mike white interception, five and a half to go there. Only six second half points. So it looks like a second half under and a Seattle, a second half cover as well. And uh, chase Daniel is into the game for the chargers. So you can tell that game is over as it's 31, 10 chargers, five minutes to go. And Baker Mayfield is sacked inside his own five. So those three games pretty much all decided the game now, and this has implications in the AFC playoff picture as the Raiders try to stay alive in the NFC playoff picture with San Francisco fighting for seating position, 27, 24 Niners. Uh, Danny, you're sweating that Niners plus three and a half in game ticket right now, but the Niners after an interception of Jared Stidham, get a field goal to take a 27, 24 uh -oh. lead. Stidham throws a absolute jump ball. That's deflected about four that's different times. And I believe picked off. By San Francisco. Let's see how they rule this. Oh, they called They're it a pick. interception. Okay. Interception on the field. And this was when, I mean, the Raiders had the ball in pretty oh. good uh, positioning. This was second and 15 at the nine or 44 down by three points. So again, the sequence here was Stidham pick Niners field goal to tie it. Then the Raiders punted Niners, another field goal to take a 27, 24 lead. And Danny with 420 to go in the game. We're getting looks at the replays, and this could be a wild interception that Tashawn Gibson, I don't think, no, intercepted. It looked like that ball hit the ground. 
Yeah, that's it. It's going to be overturned. Uh, but again, very impressive all the way around Ooh. by uh, by. But again, regardless, this has been an amazing performance by Jared Stidham. That would not have been his fault. Uh, did they also call roughing the? What did they call? Wait, what was the flag for, Ben? They, I call believe, holding? they waved. Every, it was there was a. Uh, I I don't see any flag that was put down. They are sending out Daniel Carlson, who was made once already. Fifty. Uh, yeah, they, they did not. I believe that was just an erroneous graphic. There was no okay. actual flag down. So okay. McDaniel's on fourth and nine, fourth thirteen left, trotting out Carlson from fifty-seven. Which I mean, the guy has been a stud in his time as a Raider. So don't blame McDaniel's for kicking the field goal. Keep in mind, this would send the second half total over. A lot of in-game numbers over. We're already over for the full game. To, to begin with, the game that closed 41. Uh, and this kick from Carlson is right down the middle. That was Perfect. good from about 65. So here you go, Danny. You, I think you're in a good spot, Danny, but the sweat will be there. 27 up now with 408 to go. We'll wait uh, to see what those reposted in-game lines are there in Las Vegas. Yeah, again, look, the Raiders haven't really had any answer for Purdy except for that interception that, again, was just a great play by the defender. Awesome coverage, and it landed right in his bread basket. And it, it's not like it was an errant throw, per se. So uh, they've been doing exceptionally well with the ground attack and Christian McCaffrey. They can do it once again, set up a field goal opportunity for Robbie Gold, send them off home with a W. I'm not too worried about it. I'm feeling good, especially catching over a field goal in this spot. So you let's hope nothing bad happens here. Knock on wood. But, uh, we're hoping for the best, fellas. You can get it, DB. 27 up, 408 to play your new updated in-game line. I'm seeing Niners minus 240 about to get the ball back. In-game total at 59 and a half. That did Joe, that kick sent us overall second half total numbers. So that's been a theme of the late games. First half unders, second, uh, or first half overs, excuse me, second half unders with the exception here in Las Vegas. Final hour starts next on Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.